0: Welcome to Real Everyday People and a Ladio Nino podcast.
1: you be the dolly hero or see yourself become the villain? See too many dark nights and like the way you living. They got me living. Hey, what's up everybody? Mr. Antonio podcast. I'm Ladio Nino. This is Real Everyday People. So, I definitely just want to say that I was I had a great amazing Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, got to watch the Lions, as always. They broke our heart, disappointed us, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, they making some adjustments. So, hopefully, we can do better, you know, sooner than later. But, um, you know, big shout-out, man, to everybody because I see so many people, man, like like reaching out, trying to help people, cooking dinners, uh, you know, having turkeys, you know, like reaching <coughs> out to people, sharing sharing posts about wanting to help people. And I just... I thought that that was so beautiful, man, for everybody to, it, it, you know, it, that's the one thing that I love about the holidays is that, you know, it just really brings out the best in people, man. It really brings out the sentimental part in people, the sympathetic part in people, and, and that's the beautiful part of being human beings. And, and you know, so salute to everybody, and, and um, we send our hearts, our prayers, you know, to all those that, you know, are in service or, or are away. Um, you know who are locked up in prison and couldn't be home with their families, you know We send our, our prayers to them also the MDOC. They're dealing with a lot of high rate of, of COVID COVID-19 <clears throat> cases in prison and uh, they're having a lot of casualties as well So let's send our prayers out, you know to, to those, you know who are incarcerated and, and, and fighting those those obstacles in prison so um Today, uh, you know, we got got a special guest, a little yes, brother. Sir. You know, Gianni, Gianni Carrasos. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Also known as Southwest Geo. <coughs> uh, y'all, you guys are gonna get to know who who both of them are. And uh, my man, tell them a little bit about yourself, brother. Um, I'm 22 years old. I'm from Southwest Detroit, but I'm from everywhere. Um, what part? What part of the, hood, the
0: neighborhood you from? Hey, I. I I grew up on Staring Pit. I'm from I've been all over. I've been all over the city. You know what I'm saying? I've been on Proctor. I've been on Cecil. I've been on Larkins, Lumley, Lawndale. That boy mm-hmm. was in the mud. everywhere, bro. Elmhurst. I was everywhere. I've been all through the city, you know what I'm saying? I but love you know what's city.
1: cool about that, man, is that you get to know a lot of different people from different areas. You yeah, can move sure. around different. And that was one of the benefits that I had by having good social skills is that, you know, even back when I was younger and I was banging and <clears> stuff, <throat> stuff like that, like I didn't really have them type of barriers in front of me because I was always very open-minded. You know, and I, I got a real huge family, so it was like... You know, everywhere I go, you know, I was able to stand on my own representation of yeah, who I sure. am, put my family on my back. And, and, you know, these brothers salute me, man, and for I so, salute them right back. Most man. definitely. For real sure. recognize man. real, man. Yeah,
0: real absolutely. Real recognize real. Shit, man, I, I, um, I, I, was, I was born here, and when I was four, my mom took me to Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah? Was, what
1: part of Puerto Rico? Uh,
0: I was in Barranquita, Comerío. Hey this shit was so gritty and street. They called it La Puntilla cause it's like the hills are just literally like this, bro. Like you don't even no angles, like just straight down, bro. Wow. Like my crib was at the bottom of one, so I had to walk up one every single day. <laughs> Good leg. Walk up like a half mile just to get to the bus stop for school. Wow. Like that's the only way I could get to school where my grandma would drive me, but they ain't about to wake up. You know what I'm saying? That was that was part of my my youth at an early age I, I i was away from all my friends and family that i was supposed to grow up within the hood
1: what's you different what I mean? from from the neighborhoods there to the neighborhoods here <clears throat> you know i know it's an island i've seen pictures through homies you know that yeah, yeah. have family to live out there have been out there and it looks beautiful and they always set pictures of the cookies and stuff like that so that's just
0: the cookies were low-key annoying bro because <laughs> i i was a little kid you know what i'm saying so i was a funny story I, like, the windows out there back in... I don't know how they are now, but the windows, they're not, like, regular glass windows open them and shit. Like, the windows in Puerto Rico, they have, like, a little dial that you fucking just turn, bro, and you see these metal, like, flaps that are layered on top of each other just stick out the window. Okay. So that was a fucking... The hurricanes and stuff Yeah, yeah, most definitely. All the houses over there were hurricanes and stuff like that. So they gotta, you know, they gotta have So I went to hop hurricanes. in the shower... And I saw a coquille in the Mm -hmm. bathtub. My little ass (laughs) screamed like, you know (laughs) know what I'm saying? That was like one of the worst things in Puerto Rico that I hated. That, and like, the moment it got dark, it got dark. (laughs) It got dark, bro. Like, you need to stay your ass at home. You don't belong in the streets. Every half a mile, there's a light. Like, you could barely see in the road. It's dangerous driving out there, bro. I bet everybody had a flashlight out there, huh? Nah, what? It was crazy. (laughs) Candles. You had a, you know how everybody has the messy drawer, in yeah. Puerto Rico you got a, a messy drawer just full of fucking wax candles <laughs> when the power goes up. It when it when the power would go out in Puerto Rico it'd be like, you know what I'm saying two three days before they turn that shit
1: back on because something bad happened. Man, shout out to all the loved ones in Puerto Rico, man. Yeah, you man, know, they going are through still it. Trying to put the pieces together. You know me, Corazon, está contigo, man. They they're definitely going through it. Yeah, you know? so. I was out there at an early age, you know
0: what I'm saying? And um, I learned a lot of moral values out there. I learned how to appreciate being i We had it, but I was poor out there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like now. And things were a lot different back then. So when I came back to Detroit and shit, I started appreciating the things that I was starting to get. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. having yeah. the liberty of... Like, bro, it was so hard, like, trying to maneuver and grow up out there.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: so glad that I came back
1: because I wouldn't be half the man I am today without my city, bro, like, to be honest. Wow, that's dope. So it sounds like <coughs> gratitude is one of the biggest lessons that you learn from living out there. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, and then coming back to the States. So, you know, even even the poverty out here is still better than the poverty out there. Man. You know? I mean,
0: to an extent. When you go to down, down to. To the West Coast and hit San Francisco, the poverty out there crazy. Yeah, homelessness um, in San Francisco is so bad. Yeah, like man, I'm so glad, man. I'm so glad. Like although you know, what I'm saying we got our little homeless people here and there in the city, and you know, they they have their addictions and whatnot. Like the dope thing about it is, we we try to help out our people, mm-hmm. even if we don't have it to help out, we still give it. Like I see that happening everywhere, man.
1: man and like is, you said yeah.
0: earlier. Happy Thanksgiving and salute to everybody who's been giving and, you know what I'm saying, posting up and giving out turkeys and food to the less fortunate because it's tough
1: times right now. And I know we we all need that little push, you know. Yeah, and you know it's getting cold out, you know, so, you know, people are going to need boots and coats and things like that. You know, I'm. I'm just. All I'm asking, you know, from <clears throat> everyone, and I'm not asking anything from you that I wouldn't ask an, an, from myself. Just, you know, just, just cultivate the goodness that's in you. You know, cultivate that sympathetic uh, side of you, and, 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 you know, and share, and share your blessings with others. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah. So, um, what, what schools did you go to growing up? <clears throat> um, other than schools in Puerto Rico,
0: I went to, um, I went to a college preparatory high school. It was a middle school. I went When I got there, when I came back, I was like 10, 11 years old. So okay. I was already in middle school, you know. All right. So I went to a college preparatory school. It was called Consortium. Consortium. And it was over there on Rosa Parks, up the street from DHDC. Okay. Literally up the street. Like, it was yeah. a small-ass building, you know. It was nothing but, like, maybe half a block worth of classrooms. Okay. The gym was super small. Um, when I transitioned from my 7th to 8th grade, they got a new building. Mm-hmm. So they moved across the street from... Um, it's it's off the intersection of Livernois and Michigan. Okay. So after I went there, I went to um, Western for the rest of the school years. The, How was that
1: transition? Community. It wasn't
0: much different because I already... Interacted with 90% of the school's population. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was yeah. Up so with it, was pretty, it, was that, so <laughs> it was like being at all I kind of wanted to go over there because I wanted to be with them, you know. So mm-hmm. that was yeah, why. And, like, sports, too. Like, I was hella a student athlete until I started inhaling the devil's lettuce. <laughs> I was a hella student athlete. <laughs> what, what,
1: what sports did you play?
0: Well, I played baseball, football. I never play soccer because what do I look like running? My man can <laughs> definitely play some
1: baseball. I tried, definitely, bro. I can definitely do. a lot I can't lot wait of to start sure. off the summer right, man. man we're about to. That's just about to be exciting for man. sure. We're about to get because I need something in, to keep me busy. You I swam. have been over here activated since I've been home. What? I swam,
0: too. Huh? Oh, you I used swim. swim.
1: Well, I, was I was never like, on the like, swim
0: team though. I wasn't good enough to be on the swim team, but I definitely like practiced with them and did all those things and know how to swim pretty well. Like
1: backstroking and all that good stuff, butterfly, or you... all that breaststroke, yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> freestyle I ain't got you do. Too many moves in there, you hear
0: me? Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know if I still got it, but yeah. I ain't been in a pool. Worst I was barely swim. <laughs> 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 you feel me? I just later I'll be. A, I know I'm not drowning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unless like half of my body goes down, then the rest is going for sure. <laughs> so um, so your parents were you know were, were you raised with both your parents, <clears throat> mother and father? Um no I wasn't I wasn't raised with both of my parents.
0: I mean like a typical person that's grown up from poverty. Most of us grew up without a without a father or a mother. We never had both. You know, so I was unfortunate enough to just have my mom, but that was more than enough because you know what I'm saying if life wasn't the way it was for me, I wouldn't be half the person I am if that makes sense. No, it
1: ma- it makes all the sense. I agree so with you, you know. Like having an absent
0: parent because like he tried to be a parent to an extent while he was here you know but having an absent parent like made it so much easier to know what you really want in life like i don't have my dad but i'm gonna make sure that the child that i raised has his mother and his father mm-hmm. because you don't want the same yeah. for that so yeah. you know what i'm saying a lot of people from my generation
1: have been breaking that cycle and that shit is great this is great man, no doubt about it, man. you know, I salute all the single mothers, I salute all the single dads, you know, my cousin jose i, I you know I, I respect him so much when I see him with his daughter. you know what I'm saying, my boy Jimmy, you know, he's always got his kids with him, and I yes, just sure. I got so much respect, you know what I'm saying because it takes a lot. It's not easy, you know, but it but it's worth it every yes, day sure. you know you get to- raise your own kids, and you know unfortunately, I didn't get to raise mine like that, but you know, when my son's already, I'm here for you, baby. You know, Dad loves you, and we can get right back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first step is acknowledgement, and you know what I'm saying? You doing your part. Yeah. So, um, like, what happened with your dad? Like, you and your dad, like, you guys, you know, what was the situation with that? Being in Puerto Rico,
0: like, he's not going to take a trip every weekend to come see me. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I never came and okay. saw him. <clears throat> him. He was in prison half of my life, too. Like, I don't even... I only know what everybody told me about my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I lived through the other people that actually, you know what I'm saying, were there with him and got to know who he was. But other than that, like, I didn't know much That's of him. That's crazy because the only thing like I knew, you knew him. The, you only thing met, I, you. the only thing I know about my pops was I'd come here in the summer and I'd spend like a week with him. And one day out of the week, he'd cut my hair and take me to family
1: tree. Okay. That's
0: that's that's what I know. My pops like hands on for real. Okay, I never spent a birthday with him like, but I tell you what, I bet you cherish that memory though. Oh yeah, for sure. I love you know family for, <laughs> treat for better or for
1: worse. Uh, I, I definitely do too. As well, <coughs> I know, I know we all love family, family
0: treat. We waiting for them to open. Yeah, they closed doubt. right. They're still closed. And the, they always close in the winter, right? I, I moved out the hood, bro. So I barely dabble in the. I ain't even out there no more. How much
1: time? How much time did your father do in prison?
0: Um. He was gone from the age of, like, what, three? He was gone until I was, like, 11 years old.
1: Okay. You so know, so I feel like that's the most way. important time for you to need a father. Did 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 you have any connection with your dad? Did he write you? Did you write him? Was there any type of phone calls, visits? No. So he was I, a total stranger then.
0: When I moved to Puerto, he was already in prison when I was getting ready to move to Puerto Rico. Oh. Okay. And my mom had this expedition here. That she wanted to take with her to Puerto Rico, so we ended up driving there. But instead of shooting straight down to Florida, she, like, took me up to New York so I could go out there and see him. Oh, okay. So I got to, like, spend a couple of hours with him. And you got to physically see it. What did yeah, you think yeah. about it? I was three, bro. That, okay, All That right. memory is super yeah. vague. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I know what you're saying. And it's probably not something I really want to remember. Yeah. Like, my, yeah. my memories of my dad are slim. Okay. So it's not something I want to remember him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It,
1: no, I understand.
0: Yeah. Um, so where's he at now? Is uh, he passed away when I was 12? He got killed. Wow. And I, he got into an altercation with somebody. My dad's always he's got like he's got a bunch of sisters. So when it comes to fighting for women, like. He's very strong about that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like you gotta honor women. You gotta you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you don't put your hands on a female. You don't disrespect the female. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a code that I know that he lived by, so that's why I try to, you know, go by as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got into an altercation with his boy, uh with this dude who knew one of his female friends and I don't know the backstory behind it, but next thing led to another, he got stabbed twice, died in the transition of going to the mm-hmm. hospital.
1: <clears throat> wow. Man, that's really unfortunate, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah, yeah. when you're standing on, you know, on on a moral principle. You know what I'm saying that you that you believe in. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, I'll yeah, tell yeah, you what: if that. there's anything worth dying for, is is that. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's why uh, you know what I'm saying. Like he did what he did, and he was super absent, but I respect him so much more because
1: that's how he went out, yeah. man. I wasn't raised by my father And my whole relationship with my father Was built while I was in prison But I got to know my father And the more that I got to know my father I got to know myself like every conversation we had, like I started to learn so much about myself and, uh, you know, learning how to be able to identify who I am, where I come from, you know, why I think and feel this way. You know, it's just that connection. And, and it's just sad that for those who didn't make the connection, my father passed away like a couple months before I was released from prison. So I never like got to, you know. Lived and fulfill that 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 void that I had with them, but you know he lived through me, and I'm trying to restore my relationship with my sons, and you know move forward so it, we can it. you know break that cycle, man. You know what Most I'm saying? And it. big ups to you for taking care of your business, I man. Appreciate it, man. You know we got to do
0: what we got to do. That's why I said mm. like having that absent parent made me the person I am to understand that the absence is a big part of how, how you're gonna, you know, what I'm saying live mm. your life. Like you're gonna either let that. Destroy you forever, or you're gonna use that to make you the best person you could possibly be.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And man. like, there's a lot of it's people just that trial and
0: error. That's part of growing pains, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people that got like step parents, and they don't appreciate the concept of a step parent.
1: I was raised you by. Know what I'm saying man. like, yeah, those yeah. are blessings
0: and curses at the same time. How did like, you feel
1: <laughs> at 12 years old, loo- loo- like mm-hmm. losing your father? Like, how did you like? How did it impact you? Did it affect you? Like. Oh,
0: it affected me largely. That's when I started fucking up, to be honest. Like oh, yeah. I started making a lot of mistakes. Started uh, seeing the anger that he like had. I mm-hmm. guess he had like anger issues. I started seeing that within myself and allowing it to get the best of me and I started acting out realistically. Like that's when I started. So making them mistakes. actually triggered
1: a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Things about myself I didn't even know or understand, like. Wow. You know hmm. what I'm saying? But then at a, at the same time, like I Felt like I needed to step up even more for my mom's and be a man and like start helping her out in ways that yes. a child shouldn't be thinking about trying to help out their parents. You know what I'm no saying?
1: Doubt. So today we got my man Southwest Geo. Yes, sir. He's up in the building. Yes, you know, sir. my man. He's a good brother, man. I met him through my cousin Robbie. And, uh, man, ever since I've been I've been building with this brother, man, I, I'm just so, so amazed how intelligent he is, how he can articulate himself. You know, he's very creative, re- really artistic, got a lot of good ideas, very progressive ideas. And I really appreciate that, you know, especially in somebody at his age. Because if you're already thinking like that, like, I can't imagine where you're going to be from five to ten years from now. You know what I'm saying?
0: Hopefully it don't go backwards. <laughs> Hopefully it don't go backwards. <laughs> no,
1: no. You ain't going to allow yourself to do that, man. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. And I ain't gonna let you do that either. You hear me? You know what I'm saying, my man, baby. So before we went to our break, you talked about um, your father passed away, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, so you uh, you started you know getting yourself into some trouble, Um, and then you so you were what? You're raised by a single mother? Uh, I mean, I had my mom, but this whole entire time, like moving to Puerto Rico
0: and coming back, like she had a uh, she had a man that she was with. So okay. he was like my stepfather. Yeah, okay. um, and uh, What was that like, being raised with a stepdad? I mean, that's what I thought a man was supposed to be, but I like saw him not treating my mom the way she deserved to be treated. So I'm like, okay. he started teaching me everything that a man's not supposed to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And how a man's not supposed to be. So I'm like, bet, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. I'd never raise my hand to a woman. You know what I'm saying? I'll never say those words to her like, I just started learning that in him, and like, you know what I'm saying, certain ethics that he went through in life and shit, like, he he did heroin, you know what I'm saying, he hit the needle, and I was like, no, ain't no way um, I'm about to, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I, I and, and you was, know what,
1: thank God that you learned those lessons, because a lot of people, uh, especially young people, they actually follow in them footsteps, you know, yeah. like, like, a lot of people feel like they have to identify with the behaviors, whether they're right or wrong, of their elders or the people around them or the people, you know, <clears> the <throat> male figures around them. You know, it's it's crazy because at the DHDC, like, I currently, I heard, I hold a virtual Hovind Noblet class. It means the noble youth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're talking about things like puberty, integrity. We're talking about, like, these same things, being able to identify with yourself, you know, acknowledging yourself and, like... Um, you know, the DHDC has put me in such a good position to be able to reach out to youth and help them out. And uh, you even got some history at the DHDC, right?
0: It's crazy that you, like, you're so actively in it because that was my life growing up, like, you know what I'm saying? While I'm going through all these things, I always had DHDC to fall back on, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's a huge part of, like... For those that Why, don't know, really, DHDC—that's really the Detroit up.
1: Hispanic Development Corporation—at mm-hmm. 1211 Trumbull. Um, you know, they—they they are community servants, as I am, man, and they do a lot of good things for for family, friends, for the people, for community, always helping. So I'm know. a I'm
0: a representation of DHDC. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. This is me. 90 per—well, a lot of people that went through that program, a lot of kids that I grew up in that program—they they got that same mentality, you know, that I walk with, Robbie. That's how. You know what I'm saying? That's how we grew up in D H D C. Mm-hmm. That kept us from being in the streets, trying to just hoop, run the streets, try to you know what I'm saying, you know. try to hit licks like tag on walls and shit. Like that mm-hmm. kept D H D C kept me from doing that. You know what I'm saying? I went and, and I went camping. I, you that's
1: you know sweet. That's we went to summer camps, we then. went
0: to the beach every week. Not only were like they my family, you know what I'm saying? So like my family is the one that incorporated all of this shit.
1: Yeah. So that was a plus.
0: But I just got to experience all of that with the youth that I was growing up with in school. Like, it's, it's so amazing what they're doing, and
1: and and they're just so so good at reproducing positive works. You know, results yeah. out of out of their community and everybody who participates in the program, like they benefit from it, like they got robotics program, they got technology <coughs> design, they got a music studio, they have a green room, they teach videography, photography, uh, we have a meditation room there, like like there's so many things that you can explore, we have a, a, a UGD class, ESL, English as a second language, like there's just so much opportunity there to grow, and I see so many uh, young kids growing up in the program and end up working later as staff members yeah, in the I program. I did that too. My <laughs> cousin my cousin Yachty, she is the receptionist? what's cousin, up,
0: man? That's my cousin. Shout out, cuz man. I love her. <laughs> Shout out to the whole DHDC yeah, man, the, the family COA too.
1: family department, youth department. We holding it down for that, sure. That was my mm. department. Hey, you see anything about the youth? I was the face
0: of that. I am that. Y'all, y'all. We, y'all, we that. that you hobby. and uh, you and little Robbie, you guys oh.
1: were in the program yeah, together. Sure. There they was a lot of there. us.
0: Me, Robbie, Freddie. You know what I'm saying? Brandon, Blaze, my boys got deported and those were my best friends growing up in DHDC. So that shit hits me super hard. You know what I'm saying? No doubt about it. So like my those are my dogs. So what do
1: you think was the biggest lesson or experience that you had at the DHDC? Family. Family? Yeah. let's go. We strong.
0: You know what I'm saying? A hand is strong. You slap somebody, that's that's gonna be strong. But when you close in and you make a fist, it's gonna hurt even more. Yeah. That that like I grew up learning that united we stand, divided, we're not going to be shit. Yeah. Like, without your community, without your family, without people supporting you, you know what I'm saying, without your lady supporting what you're trying to do in life, without your mother, you know what I'm saying, or anybody who in life matters to you, supporting you, like, you're not, it's very difficult to succeed, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Absolutely. Support is everything. No doubt about it. So that, that's, like, one of the main things that I, I took from the agency, like,
1: so you so you started going through some growing pains probably about what 13 14 that's when you say you started started selling them trees huh So like all right before that before we,
0: we get into that okay. I, um before we get into that I was still playing baseball and stuff um my mom's ex-husband he like got out the picture you know what okay. I'm saying we had an altercation uh, he was fighting his demons and he let his demons conquer you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so that was that was a very tragic moment where he had to remove himself from mine and my mom's life. And that's when I really had to step up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Like, I felt like it was it was an obligation to provide financially. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Even though, like, I'm 14 years old. What can I really do? Like, I went and got a job at Burger King, and I got a bag with my cousin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We got, we split yeah. a bag. We got a QP. We split it. You know what I'm saying? that was when Pineapple Express was, like, Slapping. That was when pineapple was, the I was shit. in shit. You know, said that was when the Kush, the pineapples, the piquetto. you ain't got no
1: siblings or nothing. No nah, man, I'm you a so, only so child, man. Only my child. siblings are my
0: my brothers that I that I walk with on a daily basis. My Those man. are my siblings. Yeah. Bro. I understand. But um, long story short, moms helped me grab my first big bag. You know what I'm saying? Moms. I asked my mom, I need some moms money. Put you on like don't like, get like, bro I need some money, so I grab this bag. She like, bro. I don't trust you. You ain't gonna give me my money back, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I promise I will. You know what I'm saying? Turnaround time was pretty sweet. You know what I'm saying? So she was cool with it. She never agreed with it, mm-hmm. but she understood that like Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? They understand the she the struggle. She can to hide it from me. The she understands it. And, and, you know, whether she'd have supported it or not, you'd have did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know? regardless. No. Uh-huh. I
0: remember the first time she caught me smoking weed. Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) No, bro. (laughs) It was funny. All right, so me and my brother had got off. She used to get off. She used to work at DHDC as well. Okay. And uh, she would get off work pretty late when we didn't have program. And um, we was at the crib one day in the summer. We had just got off of school. Me and my brother Freddie are sitting in in a gazebo at the crib, and we're smoking. And she just pops out the back door out of nowhere. What are you guys doing? And... (laughs) Like, I was able to get the blunt down in time, but my brother said nothing, so I said nothing at the same time and just let out smoke <laughs> as I said nothing. And that's how I got caught. She wasn't even mad. She started realizing why all the food was going faster. No <laughs> really wonder you guys are putting on weight. Yeah, why we laugh so much. like, she started catching on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, was, that was like one of the funny moments of my life. So
1: when you was in DHDC, like, who motivated you to get into music? I mean, I
0: grew up around the music. My uncle and my aunt, my uh, my Uncle X and my titi Shamara, they're no longer, you know what I'm saying, okay. what it was then. But um, they started a record label called Dirty po- Along with other people, they started a record label called Dirty Politics. Okay. So I was always around the music, and I always oh. knew that I would be part of it and somehow, but I never knew I would be the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I knew I'd I, I, I've always... Been beating on something You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I'll be a little kid At the Puerto Rican club On 4th street It's no longer that But um, I'll be a little kid Playing with bongos While these niggas Up there on the stage Playing the music live I'm doing all of that You know what I'm saying So I grew up with those vibes So the music's always been in me And like To be honest with you I don't think there's One Puerto Rican in the world
1: That doesn't have rhythm (laughs)
0: Like yeah. You're always gonna see a Puerto Rican moving in some sort to a rhythm, even in, on purpose or by accident. I know I do.
1: As soon as you put it on, hey man! Shout out to my man Robert Decker. Man, hooked me up with my T-shirt, yeah, man. Good. good looking out, bro. I told you I need one. It's my I new logo. One. Listen, 2021. We gonna come out with some new merch, man. So Big support step-ups. your boy. You know what I mean. Send me all your sizes and colors. Big stuff. I told you, bro. I need a long sleeve XL intuitive. I weeks. got you. Don't even worry about it. We're going to get you there. Try to get everybody dressed up. Shout out to my dog, McLove, man. Much love to you, boy. Jose Rivera, LA Landscaping. Much love to my sponsors, my family, my friends, my loved ones. Big ups to all y'all, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, sir. this is what we created right here. Growth
0: so I said support, man. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah. You need somebody for everything. You know so I'm when saying? you
1: started getting in trouble, man, like what was you going through? What was part of the growing pains? Like, you know, with me, I started getting off into stealing and then selling weed I, and doing I all the Mickey Mouse. I stole one
0: time from my OG and never again, bro. Oh, like, yeah? <laughs> before her ex-husband was out the picture and shit, he had, like, all his cousins and his family moving with us, and he ended up... They all ended up getting their unemployment money and these niggas shot dope and like did coke and shit. Mm. So they ended up giving her the money and I saw all these blue strips in her purse and I stole them and took them to school. (laughs) And I just started handing out $100 bills to to niggas that I fuck with, girls that I liked when I was a little kid and shit. (laughs) School got a phone Mm -hmm. call that... These, all these kids had money out of nowhere and the parents were concerned. So they yeah. found out that it was me. My mom found out. She caught the cops on me. Beat my ass. Grounded me for the whole summer. She put me They put me in handcuffs. Threw me in the back seat. Drove me around the whole entire city. Then dropped me off back at home. Then I got my ass whooped again. And I was grounded the whole summer. And like my bedroom was in the front of the crib where I could see outside and like We had family friends that were right across the street, and like, our two houses were the the houses Mm -hmm. on the block that all the kids were at, so I just looked out my window watching all these kids all summer playing, and I'm sitting in my room grounded, no TV, no nothing never again stole from my mom bro yeah never again would steal from my mom like what i mean obviously you should have See it's just a lot mom, of us but... in the
1: neighborhood we we raised with that principle that by all means necessary you yeah, know survive sure. only the strong survive yeah, so yeah. when you raise with them type of ethics you know you think it's okay to steal for the things that you want you More know, and, and even when I was younger, I had went through that phase, and you know, that's just you know, that's what was <clears> around <throat> me when I used to look up to the elders around me, like it was acceptable. But when you when I started to sit down with my with my older uh my, with my elders, and they were like, man, just having that label as a thief was so ugly. It's like the worst, you know, like nobody trusts you, nobody wants you around, you know People what I'm start saying? And I was like, damn, like I don't want. I don't want that on me. Like, I'm more, I'm worth more than that. You know that what was I'm what saying? That happened to me at some point
0: in time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like 15, 16. I fumbled a bag with one of my boys.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: they were saying, like, I got down like on them, but I down. didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just fumbled a bag. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Word got around that that happened. And people were saying that I, I was robbing niggas this and that. Things that that's not who I want to be a representation of. Like, yeah, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? Now the people that are around mm-hmm. me can have a million dollars in my face. So you know that not a single dollar is going to be touched by me or by mm-hmm. anybody else in my presence. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No you doubt. can have five And mans. you got to
1: make sure that the people around you share those same values yes, as you. Sir. Your...
0: The people around mm-hmm. you are a representation of who you are. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, so absolutely. You, you, see sure. it, you see your squads, your groups, whatever you hang out with, like your boys are who you are at the end of the day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You either going to have gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? educated young men who are on to something trying to progress and be better than they were the day before mm-hmm.
1: or you Absolutely. Don't have knuckleheads. But but sometimes it's hard to know what better looks like if if you surrounded by by you know by by people who are unproductive mm-hmm. or just you know because we have generations of poverty, man, and the poverty it, it, it starts right here. You know what I mean, and and it's it's I, I just I want to uplift people in general, no matter where you are. You know what I mean, and, and sure. get you out of that stagnant mind state that you live in to think that this is life and that this is okay. No, you got a purpose, you got energy, you got you got power within you, and you need to dig deep, you need to find it, and you need to apply it because um the life is beautiful man if you just show some gratitude and and cultivate that goodness that's in you and spread it around because it's contagious I tell you what everybody around me man I'm grateful for and everybody yes, around sir. me are are, are, are are just progressive people man and uh, we are giants in the community and I'm gonna continue to be one yes, and I'm sir. gonna uplift everybody that I can who's
0: willing to go that's that's another thing DHDC taught me you know so yeah everything that you spoke on that's that's a representation of what helping out the community, being a community is.
1: How did Southwest Geo come, come about?
0: Oh, my pops passed away when I was 12 years old.
1: Okay. And at
0: this point in time, like, I'm at DHDC, I'm getting older. Me and my friends, we in the studio kicking it bullshit, you know, this and that. And um, I made my first song about him. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, wow. yeah, I made my first song about him, and it was the worst thing I ever did in my life. It was fucking trash, bro. <laughs> Fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I ended up um, continuing to pursue that music. I started with Robbie. Every single person that was in my circle that I chilled with on a daily basis was trying to make music. Okay. All were trying to make music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we were always, when we were in DHDC, we were trying to not be part of group. We were trying to just be in the studio. Mm-hmm. And that's all we got to do because we had a little bit of pool of it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so I
1: I seen a few of your videos. You know yeah. check out my man on YouTube Southwest G O G I O. Look me uh, up. My man's live, but uh one of his most uh, uh recent songs that he came out with was Man Down, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what inspired you to do that? You know write the Man Down song. I'm uh I'm
0: on vacation with my lady. We go to Florida to visit my mom cuz she moved out of the city now. Mm-hmm. She in Florida living how she wants to, you know. Okay. In the sun is Helping her bones and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and visit her, and I got a phone call from one of my homeboys, and he was like, yo, such-and-such such got shot. Mind you, like, right before I left, I was, I was kicking it with such-and-such such a lot more than I usually did. So I was like, mm-hmm. damn, bro, like, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I told my girl while we were out there, I want to go to the studio. I want to write a song. Like, so on the way there, like, I found a beat on YouTube. I wrote a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I was writing here and there and then my cousin eric he's out there too he was like yo i got that studio session set up for you bro he was like it's on this day Mm -hmm. so i was determined to write a song by that day you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so like i just got these vibes that i ain't really felt in my city Mm -hmm. like i just i I, I was out of my element for a large time within the past couple years i've been out of my element in, in, in and out and like when i got out there and saw my mom and Got a different vibe than what I normally get. Like I felt like I was becoming one again.
1: You could get focused, man, yeah, because man. you ain't you ain't wearing your shield. When you went or go on vacation, you leave your armor right at home and mm-hmm. you go out and you could just be natural, natural thoughts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just not influenced yours, by every soul, environment. You know? Yeah,
0: man, absolutely. So I felt like I had an opportunity to do that, you know what I'm saying? Me and my lady got an Airbnb. I'm sitting here banging the beat loud as hell. I'm writing my first verse, and then I'm like, damn, bro, like, bro is really dead. And then that's when I came up with the hook. I'm like, heard it's another man down in my city, bro. The chopper got a red dot in some titties. When I'm talking about, bro, my cousin Ace, he just left a second ago, but Mm -hmm. he, while I was in Florida, called me drunk. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? You know, we ain't gonna get into it, you know what I'm saying? But he was just. Walk around on some wild shit that's how the red dot in some titties
1: mm-hmm. you know what
0: I'm saying that's how that part <clears throat> and like I, I really like bro I, I try to stay away from drama I don't like confrontation I don't Neither. like I don't I like don't. confliction I don't like arguing because mm-hmm. like I don't know it it's out not the because ugly. I'm scared of somebody or like because I don't like it's because like I don't know if I can control myself once you take me there and I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm capable of you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so I don't ever like being took in there so that's why I don't like confrontation. So I'm like, I ain't with the drama. I'm just trying to touch million Because the dog. only thing I want in life is to get money, man. I want to succeed and make money, man. I want to be successful. <laughs> man. I want to make money so my people around me can make money. You know what
1: I'm saying? Somebody got to build a foundation in a sense. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Man, bro, I I love having brothers like you here Man, you guys are powerful, man you guys I appreciate bring the it, lot man. To the table, man You guys are the future, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. And you know, it's brothers like you that I happily, honorably pass, pass the torch to You know what I'm saying Because, yeah. you know, I know Thank that you're you moving forward, man You're putting the people, the hood you putting everybody on your back, man And, and you representing, you know what I'm Got saying Got
0: bro Every person around me Every every person that I interact with That's what they're trying to be in life, you know what I'm saying That's what we doing We are... We all bosses. We are all heavy steppers. We are all on the bigger and greater things. And not, not just but men, but women, too, man. Because we
1: bosses and we got to be competitive. No, man. Competitive and compatible You know, like, competition. Like, come on, man. Like, we got to work together in any aspect. Whatever you doing, whatever you got going on, man, it's better to do there and get there with your own people, with your own community. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to let something be known today. Like Anybody who
0: think we in competition, anybody who think I'm trying to be better than you or I'm trying to be like you or get more views than you, it's none of that, man. I'm making music because I love the music and people love listening to what I got to say and I'm telling a story. This is not a competition, man. We all about to... once, Damn once, one, Shout out Gus, man. Shout out everybody in the city making music. Hav, you know what I'm saying? We got Gabriel Duran, you know, we got culture creators. We got a lot of people in the community from all different angles going crazy with shout the out music. my man Bales. You know what I'm saying? My dog Bales, yup. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Our and r Records, you know, my boy Millie Bands, you know. Robbie, well, I could got go. Time, on. We, got we got so talent, many. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Heavy hitters, bro. We are all heavy hitters. My boy
1: Amor Jones, you know what I'm saying? Prom- Happy birthday to my dog, Julio Talamantes. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate it if you, everybody shares, subscribe to the El Nino podcast, show this brother some love on YouTube, thank you. Southwest Geo. You, you. And he's and he just scratching the surface, baby. You hear me? That was live. Slight you know what word, I mean? man. Slight word. This is how we do it at Lit Music Entertainment, man. For yeah. sure. We're reaching out to everybody, man. we messing yeah. with everybody. Yes, Let's I get to you it. you
0: guys for having me here, man. This,
1: yeah. is, this no is a doubt blessing. It, you got some talent, you want to display, come holler at me. We're going to make it happen. Come we're going to get there together, I promise. If
0: you can't get to him directly, holler at me. We're going to get you together, man.
1: It's all good. It's the same thing. You yes, hear I me? Mean? <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you so much, man. It's yeah. a blessing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you too,
0: man. What's up with that mm-hmm. show and tell, man? Let's,
1: let's so, um, tell. you guys know, you know, I always try to do the show and tell, where where our guest brings in something of sentimental value to them and um, shares the story. So, um, you know, I know you brought an item in, so share your story, brother.
0: I was a, uh, I sat down and contemplated a lot what to bring. 'Cause I didn't know what to bring, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what do I what am I really should I take my Xbox? That's like I'm <laughs> super attached to my My girl right there, you know what I'm saying? That's what I got super sentimental value to. Um, I play my Xbox a lot, that's my best friend. So, you know what I'm saying, I got sentimental value to that motherfucker. It break on me tomorrow, I'm gonna cry maybe. <laughs> I'ma get another one, but so um it's
1: all the above, man. You know? I ain't got
0: my pops here with me, you know what I'm saying? So I always speak about his absence. I've always felt like he was absent. You know, uh I always had a male figure, but he was absent. You know what I'm saying? So um I was gonna bring a picture of me and him, because I feel like I lived through that. But my girl, she blessed me and put him on a chain for me. You know what I'm saying? So to have wow. me and my pops on the chain, I feel like he with me and he no longer absent. You know? So that's, dope, man. I, that's my show and tell. I was gonna wear it around my neck, but I'd rather sit here, show people and tell the background behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like.
1: Just a blessing. She zoom in on this. She had me feeling like Herb
0: for real. It's <laughs> a nice piece. I've been
1: seeing a lot of people with this, man. Keeping the memorial and the loved ones alive, man. That's dope. Woogie boogie. I know it's like every time I look on Facebook, bro. You look on the news. You you, you know you get a text from somebody, man. It's like. You know, somebody got killed, somebody died, somebody committed suicide, somebody's in the hospital. Man, my boy Chris, he just got killed, man. It's just crazy. I used to, like,
0: he was one of the kids I grew up with at West, Western, man. Lord, rest your soul, brother, man. You know, it's,
1: you know, and, and to all the families, man, that's going through it, man. All the victims of the families and, and you know, and, and just, you know, we we need to do a lot of healing, man. You know? We need to do it together, man. And, and, this is how, and this is where it starts at places like this. People just coming together, finding common ground. You know, so many people with the pessimistic mind state, everybody's always focusing on, on what, what, the, what, what, what disconnects us, what differentiates us. You know, what. what and it's like you've got to focus on what we have in common so we can exactly. meet each other in the middle and find some common ground. You know, be an be a optimistic thinker, find what's good and good for you. The differences are what really bring us together. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just people, man, who, you know, who are <laughs> negative, um, you know, they, they. it becomes contagious to yeah. them, man. When you you're surrounded you by
0: negativity, you become the negativity as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That,
1: but I just think that everything that I do, man, you know, it contributes to, to helping people, uplifting people, educating people, empowering people. Like, that's my purpose. That's my mission, you know? So... So that's what I'm, you know, that's how I'm going to live the rest of my life is, is doing my best, being my best, and taking everybody I can with. me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Man,
0: power to you, bro. I got much respect for you. Yeah. Not just because of your story or any of that, but just what you've overcome. You know what I'm saying? what you, All the shit you've been through, like, yeah, I mean, you you, you were amazing at a young age, but you're, you were nowhere near the same person you were. Then, and you'd prefer to be this person, for sure. Mm You know what I'm saying? And I know I'm going to go through all of that, and I'm going to get to that. And to see that actively and know that that's what I will become is
1: amazing, bro. Appreciate you. Ain't no doubt about it, my man. Yes, sir. Y'all just keep keep on cultivating, man, your skills. This guy's a carpenter. Who would have thought? He's a carpenter. You need
0: anything built, a room, you know what I'm saying, your kitchen remodeled, your floor, you want to lay some epoxy on that, whatever you need, just give me a call. You know what I'm saying? We're Mm -hmm. professional. We're efficient.
1: And we give good quality work. Absolutely. That's dope. You know, and, and that's just another another skill that you have to add to your arsenal of, of intelligence. Of you know what I'm saying? Of the gifts that you have. That's another
0: thing that, like, that's why DHDC, I wish every community had a DHDC. You know what I'm saying? It's like a boys and girls club, but not really. Uh-huh. Because they focus more on helping you gather all the elements that school doesn't give you to mm-hmm. succeed in life. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned real everyday shit at DHDC, and that's mm-hmm. what helped me become a man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, without DHDC, I wouldn't be I, – I know I got my differences and shit, and I got my reasons why, you know what I'm saying, I'm still not there, but I still love that place wholeheartedly, and it's a huge part of me.
1: Ain't no doubt about it, man. And it just, I I, I just feel like an honor to be working for, you know, for an organization that, you know, uplifts the community. That actually does what they say they was going to do. Because, you know, too many people, they get tied up into the politics, man. And and, and the meals and the money don't get to where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. But I know one thing for sure when it comes to dealing with the DHDC they take care of their business, man, and they change lives with their aiding, with they, with their assistance and with their resources. You know yes what sir. I mean? And I just I'm grateful to be able to be a vessel, man. It's crazy you know? that's not even the way we met, like you yep. know we he, just yeah no doubt everything just and everything tied came in full together. Circle. You know what I'm saying? Like it just that's crazy. Yep. That's so that's so crazy. so what so what's next for Southwest Geo,
0: man? I got a couple drops. I got a I got a whole entire song that's ready to go. I could wake up tomorrow and be like, I want to drop this. Like, that's what I did with Man Down. I almost didn't drop that. I, I sat here and told my girl, like, babe, I don't think I'm about to drop this video. I, it's sweet, but I don't think I'm about to drop it. She was like, why? Who shot that video? Uh, Jerry Reed directed it, and my boy, Superb Visions, Chris Garcia, he shot it. Like, he, they were both physically working on the camera in different parts, but, like, he shot it, and just to have them two collaborate was yeah. fucking amazing. We got another one on the way. We about to get in the works within this next month of December. Um,
1: That's dope.
0: Man. Hell is coming up soon.
1: Shout out, to my my brother, Shout out to my brother Emilio Cuevas, man. Yes, What's sir. Up? That's my baby, man. Shout you out to Emilio. It, baby. We Let's got Hell of Work. shot a video
0: with Emilio and my cousin Ezequiel. Um, It's called Family Ties. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to tap in on that, Southwest Geo, Ezequiel, Family Ties. It's on all platforms YouTube, wherever you want to tap in, it's there. And
1: it got me upset. Living in that American dream. Ooh. Ooh. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.